Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Real Business Pros. It's your boy, Jonathan Loudermilk, your host with the most. And I've got a special guest today. And I, and I know I say this in every episode and, you know, and I truly mean it, but this one really is a special guest. This guest is a good friend of mine. She's a mentor to me um, and she has helped me tremendously um, in terms of my personal and professional growth. So I'm really honored to have her on the show today. Uh, before we get into introductions and getting into another jam-packed episode of Real Talk, Real Business Pros, um, we got to run some commercials to pay the bills here. So if this is your first time tuning in, I just want you to kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Your gift to us is that you're actually taking time out of your busy day um, to tune into this episode. However, if this is your second, your third, your fourth, your fifth, your umpteenth time, you know what I need you to do. I need you to share this on social media, take this episode, you can even send it directly uh, to another business owner, entrepreneur, or CEO that will get value from this. It truly helps the channel grow, which once again, our mission here is to help business professionals create freedom within their business so then they can focus on creating a legacy for their life. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and introduce our esteemed guest. Our guest today is Brenda Netvatal. Um, Brenda is a serial entrepreneur. She's a best-selling author. She has spoken on multiple stages. Serial entrepreneur, um, and, and she's actually uh, was one of the coaches that I was able to get a lot of mentorship from um, inside of a mastermind that we joined. And that's how we linked up, which is which is an awesome experience. So with that being said, Brenda, thank you for taking time to be on the show. Honored to have you on. Well, thank you so much. It's been it's been a hot minute. It has. It has. It has. And the bit. dog is still barking since the last time we talked. So there's <laughs> security here at the home. So I'm going to make it. <laughs> no, that works totally. So. I think a great place to start is, you know, with that whole like serial entrepreneur title, like Brenda, you've got your hands in like so many different things. Yeah. I think it'd be great for the audience to kind of like, you know, do a little quick introduction of kind of like where you're at now, what are you focused on? So the, you know, the listeners yeah. and the audience can kind of get a feel and then we'll get into the interview. Yeah, no, I'd be happy to. So um, I... I like to, and you know, you've heard me say this. I like to say that, oh, I wondered where I put those. Um, I am a recovering human resource professional. <laughs> so, like, right. You know, kind of like we know some recovering attorneys and a covering accountants. You know, I am a covering, I'm a recovering HR pro. Um, you know what? I, I've been doing HR for a long time and I, my HR experience overlaps with a full career in in retail as well. So um, the biggest, believe it or not, the biggest thing that I really stunk at was actually marketing because everything that I would write was, you know, policy. It was like, you know, don't do this, do that. Don't do this, send her here. And, you know, I tried, I got into the point where I started writing copy and I was like, I mean, it sounds like crazy's Brenda Carr's lot or something. It's just like <laughs> wild Bill Brenda's, you know, it was, just, it was terrible. I hated it. Um, but I actually, when I started getting out speaking and stuff, I realized that's like, I have to learn this skill. So it led me down a path. I've always been a believer in having multiple streams of revenue. Um, always have had multiple streams of revenue. Now I have a lot more and they are growing. So I'm at the beginning of this adventure after literally 
falling down on my ass and and experiencing this huge clearing um and it and where i was a year ago is nowhere near what i'm doing today so i'm pretty happy how things shake out and i can promise you if anybody's gone through you know, right when you think you've hit rock bottom and you find out that it has a basement, I'm telling you, if you make power, (laughs) which is what happened with me, um, when you make those power moves, you're going to, your life is going to be different in a year. And so the fear and the insecurity and the, and the, everything that I was experiencing a long time ago is now gone. And we've got some nice forward motion going on. So, um, yeah. So since we've talked, so Jonathan has like no idea what I'm doing these days. So, um, I have six streams of revenue my goal has been seven and, um, I have really, I still do the HR stuff, you know, that's still my bread and butter. And so what I've really been working on is mastering the fine art of passive income. And, um, I have that in several different ways. And, um, I have uh, online e-commerce platforms, which means that I sell a variety of products on different marketplaces <clears throat> that are actually now cross-listed. So I have one centralized database uh, that I actually list several different things that I sell, which is great. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty nice. That's one business. Um, I started a snarky greeting card business. <laughs> Snarky? I love it. Snarky greeting card. Uh, you gotta elaborate. I gotta oh yeah. It. And actually that's a that's in a physical location. So um eventually we'll get into potentially doing some wholesale stuff and selling to like gift stores and whatnot. But I actually have my own line of snarky greeting cards that I've written and has been inspired by a lot of the funny quotes that I've seen over time. And matter of fact, Jonathan, you'll love this one. It's a birthday card and they're simple, right? There's they're just a short little four by two card. They're simple. I'm trying to see if I have one close by and I don't think I do. I've got crap everywhere, but um, yeah, this is like my next project is this room. And um, so anyway, but like on it, it says, um, <laughs> I don't have one. All right. It says, uh, it's just a simple birthday card and very nice plain lettering, you know, kind of swirly letters. It says, baby at your age, the only person that you can trust with Vaseline on the end of their finger is a tattoo artist. You know, and it's just these really fun kind of, you know, cards that there's a wide variety of them. So, um, so I actually have a physical location. Believe it or not, it's in Frisco, Texas. That's where the first oh, one came from. Wow. Out. Yep. Okay. That's yep. Cool. I rent I rent a space in a marketplace where it is, and then um, the next one that's going to open up is uh, going to be in Dulles, up in Northern Virginia, as I live in Virginia. And then, uh, and then here in the Virginia beach area, and then another one in Northern Virginia. So I think we're just going to stick with that right now and just kind of work through it. But, you know, they they started selling on the very first day that we kicked it off. So I was pretty excited about that. Well, I, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because like anytime I get cards for people, I always look for like the most ridiculous, because I just want to make them laugh, you know, versus versus the generic, like wishing you well. It's like, oh no, these are, these are. Like the, our pastor, our pastor, our pastor's yeah. wife was so excited about it. She's like, we're standing in church and we're talking. She goes, what do they say? And you have to understand, this is like a five foot woman, five foot one woman. Oh, and Sheila. she's yeah. like your biggest cheerleader in life. And she's like, what do they say? And I started laughing and I'm like, you know what? Listen, um, they're a little saucy. And I'm afraid if saucy. I tell you that I'm going to get struck by lightning in this building, <laughs> she's like, don't worry about that. It was so funny. So, um, so there's that. 
Um, I also have um, one of my favorite businesses that I have is a microgreens business. And that one uh, has a tremendous amount of potential. Uh, and I've been working on developing that for a while. Um, we've got a really nice list of, uh, of customers. Um, we've got 45 different varieties of microgreens and dense nutrients that uh, you know, we can work with. I got a lot of future plans for that. I, I actually have somebody that's selling as well. So I have a salesperson um, and I can be more of that ops kind of yeah. really tap into what I'm good at type of yeah. thing. Um, you know, I do a little bit of, um, you know, marketing for a couple of different clients, um, very specific things. And, and the biggest talent, the biggest gift that I have is finding patterns. And so um, it is my number one skill. And so I have become very knowledgeable in the realm of search engine optimization <clears throat> and understanding how to actually find the patterns and find what works in order to really move your business forward, um, you know, keyword wise. So do that. And um, yeah, you got the HR bread and butter and then I teach as well. So, and believe it or not, with the exception of the HR stuff, and the microgreens, everything is passive income. Mm. Well, I, my well, teaching I... team, they just book, they just book what date and the subject matter, and I show up for an hour and I'm done. Mm. Yeah. Well, so... it, it's it's fantastic what you built. And like the whole dream of like every entrepreneur is to have passive income. And then once again, yeah. it makes sense to not put all your eggs in one basket. So I want to take one step back so we can take three steps forward. So I want to get to that. But yeah. what I want to hear is what's the origin story, Brenda, that like that led you to this path of entrepreneurship? And I and I personally love hearing these because everyone has like a different way of how they got into it. So I would love to hear that story of like, yeah. you know, obviously where you started in HR, but like, what was that path? What was that moment? I was like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and, and this is what I'm going to work towards. Like, I want to hear that story. You really want to know the truth? Yeah. It's called real talk. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I got tired of arguing with business leaders about doing what's right. Mm. Honestly. And, and I'm, and I'm going to say something that's not meant to slam people, but you know, HR in today's world is nothing like HR that I grew up in and studied and prepared for. It's totally different. I mean, it, it's different from approach. It's different from, you know, we just had an evolution. We just had a natural evolution of change of leaders, of leadership. So we went from, you know, baby boomer leaders. So we went from the silent generation to the baby boomer to, I think, Gen X got skipped and to millennial. And there's a very distinct difference within leadership style in each single one of them. Um you know, in the era that I grew up in, in HR is about having a seat at the table in this generation. And there's, and there's nothing wrong with what I'm saying. It just is what it is. This generation is, I want to hit a button and get the information that I need like now. And HR doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's more about, it's more about efficiency and tech than it is about, mitigating strategy or mitigating risk and developing a long-term financial HR connected strategy. Mm -hmm. It's just different and it's not wrong. It's just different. And, you know, and then we also have, we've got some societal challenges right now too. Oh, 
Yeah, to say the least. Yeah. So yeah. Um, those are some challenges that I've just chosen not to engage in. I, I totally understand that. And um, I totally relate to to like, you know, you leaving that environment because of your friction with the leadership. It's the same thing that happened to me too, Brenda. Yeah. Like I got tired of I got tired of arguing with the uppers when I was literally dominating every other uh, gym location, but I was doing it my way. So mm -hmm. they wanted to be right and they wanted to win at the same time versus listening yeah. to me and going, that doesn't hey, guys, work. we should look at doing it this way. Like I have proof, like, let me do it this way. And I just reached the point too, Brenda, I was like, why am I working this hard? And getting this back in return and not being able to have freedom or if I just better yeah. myself, I then I can go do whatever I want. Seven days a week and twice on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, so, what's yeah. the whole thing? We work uh, 140 hours a week, so we don't have to work 40 hour a week jobs or something like that. <laughs> That's the fun part about having passive income is well, that you're not killing yourself like that. I mean, you still work, you know? Yeah. Like one of the businesses I have is um, retail arbitrage, right? And, or that's a segment of it. And, you know, for me, the thrill of the hunt is awesome. And, yeah. you know, I was just out yesterday. I'm going out again today. It's shopping and I'm not collecting crap for myself. It's stuff that I know I can convert and, and remarket, right? And some people call it flip, but it, it is retail arbitrage. That's one thing that I do. That's working, but it's fun. And, and this is, you know, like, what was it back in the early 2000s? They said, you know, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Mm. Well, that's not true, but this is fun work. And right. then, and then the strategy of, okay, where's it going? How's it going to list, you know, do the research on it. That's the work part, put it in a bin, label it. And then when it, when it sells, get it out. Right. Um, if you don't have those processes in place, you're just a hot mess mm. and you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be effective. Um, you know, if you don't do the, the financial research of it, whether or not something is going to go or not, um, you're just, you might as well just spend your money on beer and pizza and get drunk all the time because <laughs> it's wasted away. And, you know, so you know, it's, it's really one. So I told you that my number one talent is finding patterns. My, I have developed a skill from all of the years that I've been in retail. And that is, I have the ability to actually create business models that have high levels of profitability to them. If you look at the coffee industry, for instance, coffee has an, an incredibly high margin. Um, one cup of coffee, it may take starbucks 50 cents to make and then they now market it for almost five six bucks right mm -hmm. that's a lot of margin now they yeah. also have a lot of costs associated with it too but that kind of gives you an example for somebody let's say who owns you know a coffee truck yeah they can charge the same amount of money and their expenditures may not necessarily be as high right you see what i'm saying so yeah. being able to come up with a high profitable business model is something right. that I'm actually really good at. So, and I, it. so, so I shoot for about 60 to 70, 80% profit margin. Well, that segues perfectly. You already started answering the next question. I saw your hands rubbing. I saw your hands rubbing. <laughs> like Mr. Burns over here. Release the house. Yes. <laughs> um, 
but here's my question. Okay, cool. So, so typical, you know, you leave the HR industry, you go in, you start creating these different businesses with the mindset of passive income. I want to get a little bit more from like inside your brain in terms of how you think, in terms of how do you identify the right opportunity for that business to make sure that it, once again, doesn't just bring money in, but brings it in, in the right. way that allows right. you to run the lifestyle that you want. I would love to hear like, what are some of those steps and, and thought processes that you go through when identifying those opportunities before you obviously jump in and start building? So your brother actually initially planted the seed, which is really funny. So years ago, I heard him say once that people will pay big money for three things. Number one is so that they look good. Number two is that they can make money. So they'll pay good money to learn how to make more money. And number three, they'll pay good money to have better sex. Mm -hmm. So I've added on to that. And that is look good and feel good, make money. And of course, the latter still stays the same. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> that's not an area I dip into. Um, I, I joke with men. I'm like, listen, if you're doing day night and you want to impress your wife, throw a bunch of microgreens on the plate. And I'm going to tell you right now, she's going to think you're like freaking Ramsey, you know? Anyway, um, so what what I've also what I also know very much about retail is that there people will pay good money for things that make them happy and that they that they get a sense of enjoyment from, right? Mm -hmm. Um so they like to collect things. It's so it's it's about looking at the quality of an item. Um so I'll give you I'll give you a for instance, right? Anybody who's had a kid or a boy for the most part has stepped on a Lego. So you know Legos are massive. There's a, a there's a whole scale of economy for Legos, right? Ah. Well, at the end of every Christmas season, believe it or not, a lot of those toys. So like if you go to Target, for instance, and um, you find like a single little Lego action figure, a figure figurine. It is light and, and you buy it in January or you buy it in February, you can look it up on on a webs on the Lego website to find out if it's discontinued or not. If it's discontinued, guess what? Now it's become a collector's item. There's actually a website that has scales of economy that will tell you the appreciation rate of a discontinued Lego collection. So a lot of people will go out with the expectation of finding that, you know. Uh, finding that one thing that's going to hit it out of the ballpark, you make a ton of money. And then, you know, then they get dissuaded because nothing sells. Understand that there's a lot of stuff out there that makes people happy and, and people will buy the weirdest stuff. I saw a video on TikTok the other day of a man. He said this dumb, some of the dumbest free stuff he's ever sold online was he was at McDonald's. He, he, he took free condiments that he got at McDonald's, put them in a lot of six. They freaking sold for $5. What? <laughs> yeah. People will buy stuff. So, so it's under, so I like that, that concept. And it's okay. the question is, is like, I look at something like here, I got this little thing hanging on my camera. It's, I don't know why I have it. I think I just stuck it up there because I didn't have anywhere else to put it, but I didn't want to throw it away. It just has my initial on it. It's this little mm -hmm. decorative little tchotchke thing, right? Yeah. There's no way in hell somebody's going to buy this online. Yeah. Somebody will impulse buy that. At right. Price. That's which actually I think that's where I got it from. Well, it, 
it's funny you bring that up because like I remember we talked a, lo a long time ago and you were sharing with me about how they'll strategically put certain things down the aisles in order to move certain yes. products. And like you said, one of them is an impulse buy. Yeah, um, absolutely. Funny enough, I hear you got me on a tangent. You got another question. Oh, my daughter's going to make a cameo on her first Yay! podcast episode. There this, she is. This is my daughter, Aria, everyone. She's the best little girl in the world. And if you have a little girl, I'm sorry. She's better than yours. I mean it. <laughs> you won't step on a Lego if you have a little girl. You'll step Hopefully. on a Barbie shoe. Oh, I step, trust me. There's somebody stuff to step on <laughs> as we go through it. All right, go back to mama. Um, so anyway, my tangent about this is I recently went to Michael's. No, it wasn't Michael's, it was Kohl's. And we went there because we needed to return an Amazon package. And it's one of the only physical locations. Now, my theory is that Amazon puts those there because they own Kohl's and it makes sense from a, you know, overhead perspective, like why have an Amazon return store versus just planting it inside of another store that you already own. My wife's theory is that Amazon did that in order to increase sales for Kohl's because we went there and had more people there to return stuff for Amazon yeah. than to buy things from Kohl's. And because we went there, they're giving us like, 20% off this and 10% yep. that. So, so here's my question. Which one of us is right or are we both right? No, I think you're both right. Okay. So I, I so you know, retail retail places don't just do anything. Like brick and mortar businesses don't just do something. There's always a method behind the madness and there's always a mathematical formula behind it. So yeah, I I agree with both of you. And you know, so so that because you touched on this, so I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna talk to everybody about this. So when you walk in through a store, there's two things that happen. The very first third of a physical location, um, this is my retail gene coming out. So the very first third of a location of any store is prime real estate. Okay. Now stores are going to be most often, if you ever notice that when you walk into a store, are you right-handed or left-handed? Right. You're right-handed. You ever notice that when you walk into a Home Depot, it feels weird to turn left? Yeah. That's where the most of the stores. You ever notice that most stores that you automatically turn right when you walk into because they're laid out and designed as right-hand stores? Huh. Interesting. Is again. Yeah. Is again. <laughs> most people will do a right-hand rule and they will turn right. We're programmed with right-hand with right-handed stuff. So there's a strategy to every store and there's a strategy to layout, right? So you walk into the first third. First third is your prime real estate. Then you've got these end cap things that are on either side of you. And then anytime any product line comes in, it's not just a fluke that that's where they go. So if you look at PetSmart, for instance, for the longest time, Blue Buffalo has been the very first line of cat food and dog food that you've seen. The reason why is they pay the money for that. Mm -hmm. So the company's not only making money off of what you sell, what they sell, but it's also making money off of the placement of the product that they're selling as well. Then you get into the middle of the store and you know that's there's a lot of good stuff in there but then when you get towards the back or at the end of any section that's where the sale merchandise is, is they don't want to put sale merchandise up front because they are not making as much money because of their margins are yeah. higher as you walk into the front door yeah. this is a psychology to selling and it has been a very successful form of of selling for many wow. many years i i look at stores totally different after that conversation i was like wow that makes so much sense so yeah. 
let me ask you this. Okay, so we picked like the big money making three categories, right? Health, yeah. wealth, and sex, basically. Right. Uh, you picked two out of the three as you go through that. Now, in terms of okay, you pick your lane, you pick your genre. Um, yeah. What do you go? Like, what's your process for going about building it in a way that it's passive? So my rule is that if I'm going to build any form of e-commerce of any kind, um, it has to be somewhat self-sufficient, primarily because I don't have a lot of luxury time. And my process is, see, I'm a process person. I like processes. <laughs> I can over-process myself. So the selling mechanism, because I really honestly don't like to sell, you know that about me. Yeah. I'm not that person. That yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm an ops minded person. I am like, okay, we can save money here versus, you know, I'm not the one to think about like, well, I can get X amount of dollars out of this person. I'm on the back end delivery side of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I also know that if I'm going to have a process, if I'm going to have a business then I have to have a process, that's not going to warrant me having to over-process myself. So I utilize technology. Um, I don't, I really ask myself like, okay, so we got to implement, like, how do we fix this problem? And the first thing is, so I don't have to work as hard. <laughs> like I, like my rule is that I can't add any more to my plate. And even with all the stuff that I have going on for me to take on anything else has got to make sense because I've got so much stuff that I have to manage and mm -hmm. which is fine. Um, I just work a system so that it is now better at managing itself and it doesn't always rely on me because I want to be able to turn my head and go do something creative or I want to take some time off. So I have to turn my head this way, right? If I turn my back on something, we know what happens is that usually those things fall apart after a period of time. So really my rule of thumb is, is that if I can turn my head just for a little bit and it will still operate and I still keep my fingers on the pulse, then I've got something that's working for me. Mm, there's the money shot right there. Now, yeah. once again, super simple, not easy. Because once again, no. there's a lot of discipline you have to put in place. And I know for yeah. me, um, that's definitely been a muscle I've had to work to yeah. develop over the years. Because it's super easy to go, oh, money, opportunity, jump over yeah. here, right? And yeah. then once again, that may actually cost you more than you would actually get back in the yeah. long run as you go through this. So I think that's a great mindset and a fantastic discipline to share. So this is an example of working smarter, not harder. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's just, and it's looking at the end in mind, you know, that's something that I had a revelation this year um, was really looking at what do I, what do I want? Like not what is society telling me, not even what my wife is telling me, like what, what do I want? Right. Yeah. And for me, it's freedom, like being able to spend time with my daughter, you know, like that's yep. super important. She's the most important thing in my life, right? So yep. I want to build my business yep. in a way that allows me to spend time with her. Like yesterday, yep. I was able to spend the whole day with her because I built my business in a way to where I've got team members and like you said, systems and processes yep. allow me to do that. Now, it took me eight years to evolve to this way of thinking. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. To realize. So it's definitely something I wish I had that mindset back when I first started. God, I'd be so much farther. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that along the way, and this is, I don't know if this is just me or if this was the exposure from, you know, Fortune 500 that I was in for as long as I was. But every time I put a play, something in place, the question is, is it going to help me sell more X? Hmm. 
you know, I mean, my head, oh God, I work for CarMax, my best, my favorite boss of all time. People would come up and give him like, hey, I have an idea. And he would always ask the question, that's great, but is it going to help us sell more cars? And if they if they can't answer yes, then it's like, it's he taught yeah. us it's not worth pursuing. Yeah, it's no. just more busy work, right? So, you know, microgreens, I saw as a very easy thing because plants don't need you to tell them what to do. They just do what they're programmed to do, right? So um, the challenge for me, though, is that, you know, I go down to Texas periodically. Um, I was you... wondering why you were popping down here so much. Now it makes sense. I was like, man, you really like it's uh, alignment. Like church. <laughs> yes, it's, a, it's alignment. It's alignment for me. It's a, yeah. it's a absolutely. So part of my greatness journey is it's absolutely alignment. And I've been I've been a follower for almost three years now. So yeah. I've been part of it for three years. Just now it's like, no, I need to like get in front of these people and really start knowing, you know, getting to know folks. And so uh, that's where that's where Texas comes from. And so having some roots down there gives me the opportunity to literally you know, spend some more time. So that leaves open. It's like, okay, so I have these other businesses that also rely on me. So what's the plan for that? So even if you don't have something in place now, you have to be looking ahead. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, where a lot of small, especially small business people get stuck is that they both, that they believe in working hard and there's nothing wrong with that. Huh. And it, it work is hard. If it wasn't hard, we'd call it something else. Right. Yeah. But it is now it's like, okay, so how do I do it all? That's mm. the big question. I think every entrepreneur has well, to answer is how do I do it all? Once you know why and what, how often presents itself? Because our mind is geared to find solutions to, yeah, to, to close the loop. So most people spend their time on how, but they haven't thought about why the hell they're doing it or what they actually want. So then that's where they get stuck in just fiddling and making stuff and yeah. not getting it. Yeah, exactly. And the stuff that, and, and one of the rules of thumb, and this is an exception, the microgreens business is an exception, for instance, is that I want to be able to do what I do anywhere in the country. Yeah. Pretty. Um, or anywhere in the world. It doesn't, you know, it's like if, when I get to that point where I have a team person that can now touch multiple aspects of my business and, and believe it or not, and, and we've heard this, you and I've heard this together is that being an employer beyond just being an entrepreneur, but being an employer is a form of servant leadership. So you're providing somebody an opportunity to make money and yeah. to survive and to th live and thrive. And if you, you know, combine, you know, a, a really great working experience for them, core values, you know, treating people with genuine, you know, genuine respect, you're, you're making a greater impact on their life than I think most, most people actually realize. Well, and yeah. so- so being, so the next stage is to have the money coming in. Um, I only live off of a very small portion of it. Um, everything else is, you know, going back in, it's reinvesting and it's growing and it's doing what it's supposed to, but being able to bring somebody in to say, okay, so we need to get this out. We need to make sure this is done. We need to make sure this is done, but it's not overwhelming or maybe one or two people or whatever. Right. Um, that then allows me to, go places more often. It allows me the ability to make bigger connections and, you know, continue to grow and develop and, and do what I do. And so I started doing stuff like this back in 2000. And the difference of why I'm succeeding at it today versus back then is that um, I develop myself every day, even when it's hard. 
Um, but the thing is, is that I've now put the right mindset in place and yeah. I've also put the right financial discipline because usually what happens is when people start a business, we are very used to living a certain way, especially when we're used to having like a consistent paycheck. Uh-huh. And so, you know, Pastor Keith, our pastor talks about, yeah. you know, the successes in, in margins and the templates of life. So my new template of life is living within a certain margin. So everything, I have six streams of income right now, and I only live off of one. Mm. Smart. That's how you do it. Yeah, paying the price now so you can live, have the kingdom later. But it's not even a price. See, that's the thing. Well, yeah, yeah, I just meant in terms of the yeah. wrong choice of words. Delay, delay, no, no, delay gratification. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I mean, in, in knowing an entrepreneur like me, it's like that could potentially be seed money into something bigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's just kind of how I look at it. It's this perpetual motion um, and just not giving it up. And yeah, it's pretty so cool. I, I'm, I'm just, it's just amazing, Brenda, just the journey you've been on and all, and just, I, I learned something new every time I talk to you. So, okay. So we got to start landing the plane. Um, yeah, I've got absolutely. one more, one more question. And yes, then we're going to do some rapid fire because yeah. I just want to have some fun with you. Uh, bonus round. Yeah. Bonus round. Uh, and then obviously we'll, we'll help people uh, figure out the best way to connect with you and, and all that good stuff. So uh, my last question I had planned for this interview is, you know, if you could go back and do one thing differently throughout this whole journey, what would it be in fine? Oh my gosh. It would have been to get the right mindset from the very beginning, which mm. would have meant that I would have had to surround myself with other people which meant that I would have had to develop myself. So there's this, it's, it's this thing that I'm doing now, you know, in my early fifties that I should have been doing in my late mid to late twenties. Right. But we don't know that growing up. Don't know what you don't know. No. And it's all good. And you know, it was a different time and era back then. It was this, all wow. that stuff was just starting to evolve. And right. now here it's like everywhere. Well, I think part of it too, Brenda, is like we get there when we're supposed to get there. And so many people are so focused on, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? If you just focused on the ride that you're on and yeah. what lessons you need to learn right now, you'll yeah. get there faster, right? But, yeah. you know, trust me, there's, I have the very same response. I would have started sooner. I would have done this. But if I hadn't gone through all these different things, and I call it the scenic route that I went <laughs> to learn these things. Most of I, us would, do. I would be who I am today. So yeah. I know it happened the way it was supposed to happen, uh, but tol totally relate to you. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? The thing, like if I had a wish, if I could throw a penny in the well, yeah. I would say I would have also really benefited with somebody who was with me along the way to tell me to, to get out of my own way. Mm. You know, and I think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that we have to go through what we have to go through. But at the same time, we are also responsible for our delays because those opportunities are then we don't always walk through that door. And I look, yeah. I've had mine, my blessings. I've shut the windows on many, many times, just like everybody else. And had I had a mentor or somebody, I've always been successful when I had a mentor. But if I had a different, like a full life mentor who really understood where it was that I wanted to go and helped me say, you need to get out of your own way here, I think 
life would have been different, but that's okay. It's all good. Yes, and they, once again, totally yeah, on, on the highway right yeah. now. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. We're, we're, we're on the, the Dallas Texas yeah. Expressway, like the, the <laughs> VIP where you pay a little bit that's extra right. to get there just a little bit faster. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're okay paying the toll on the highway. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Those lanes <laughs> go a lot faster than normal than most of them do. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. Cool. Well, what shift gears? Start working towards the rapid fire questions and, and uh, landing the plane on this. Now, you don't have to elaborate. Okay? I won't. You don't it's have just to. A single answer. Yeah, All I got. Right. I'm good with the instructions. All right. You got. You no, know, I've heard the assignment. Okay. You got to pick between these two. Yes. Trump or, Trump or Biden. Trump. Uh, what do you think is the most important issue in our country right now? The economy. Okay. Uh, best piece of advice for a young business owner. And I don't mean young in age. I mean, young in like, I'm just starting. Oh, wow. The best advice. Don't give up. Mm. True. Very true. Fun fact that nobody knows about you. I want to be the first channel that gets the exclusive on this. Oh my God, that, you know how many times I've been asked that question? Well, tell me something you didn't tell the other people. <laughs> oh my word. Um, Something that people don't know about me. Fun fact. I haven't been on a date in five years. Well, I'm going to work on that for you. I'm going to make some introductions. We find you a nice Christian boy at church. <laughs> <laughs> right? There you go. Ho, ho, ho. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, cool. So last question. Yes. Um, and this was my favorite one. If you can have a billboard, the whole world's going to see this. Every man, woman, and child. What would it say and why? Say that one more time. You you have a billboard, like on yes. the highway. Everyone's going to see it. The whole planet. What would it say and why? Shit happens. Deal with it. You know, that makes me think of uh, the Forrest Gump movie when uh, he puts his muddy face on the shirt and he hands it back and he goes, shit happens. Shit happens. Yeah, and that's how that bumper sticker got started. Yeah. Shit happens. Deal with it. Love it. Love it. So, Brenda, what's the best way for people to get connected with you, follow you, do all the things? Absolutely. The best way anybody should get it. I mean, hit me up on my website and it's Brenda Neckvatel, B-R-E-N-D-A. It's actually right in front of you spelled N-E-C-K-V-A-T-A-L.com. That is the easiest way to connect. I do have a lot of really good information about on there about how to deal with very difficult people and difficult people problems. That's also a, a very strong skill of mine. It's innate. And um, so I, I play in that realm. And that's really where I've taken my HR <clears throat> business is really kind of helping people figure those things out because that's that's some pretty tough stuff. I mean, I saw this really great quote the other day. It said, the devil couldn't get to you, so he sent in a narcissist. It's so true. <laughs> well, when you play in a world of entrepreneurship, there's plenty of them to go around. It's so true. <laughs> Half of, it's like half of them. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, well, anyway, Brenda, thank you so much for coming on the episode. I know I thank learned you. a ton uh, having you on here. For y'all tuning in, I hope y'all got a bunch of gold nuggets from this. Um, once again, I'm going to put all the uh, Brenda's website link in the show notes. Makes it easy for you to click on, do all the things. Um, and then once again, Brenda, just thank you so much for uh, your time and your treasure today. It's been awesome having you. Oh, it's, it's been awesome hanging with you. It's been a hot minute. So yeah, I'm yeah, really, glad, 
really good that we we got back together. Yeah, yeah. no, we'll, we'll definitely link up when you come in next time, especially since like, I know you have a store next here. Time. Yeah, like we're, we're getting, <laughs> we went last week, we're back on the wagon with okay, my daughter good. and everything. Yes, yeah, so I look, yeah. I look where you guys sit, and I'm like, they're not there yet. So we're at the very top, like, and, and you'll I see. I know, I look for your head. Yeah, and, I, and Ari is just running around, like clapping. Because yeah. <laughs> everyone else claps. She's like, oh, I don't know what's going on, but like, I'm yeah. all about this, right? So like, everyone's like smiling. And I swear she's going to become the mascot at that church. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thank, once again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, those of y'all tuning in this episode, once again, thank y'all for taking your time to tune in this episode. And I will see you for the next episode of Real Talk with Real Business Pros.